0: gentlemen boys and girls children, children of all, of all ages. ages this goes out to the millions and, and millions. millions in case you forgot our names my name is christian philly philliman and with me as always is my proud partner for life jr the scarf Liebert, and we are Defenders Defenders of of the Bank. bank. Welcome to the final Sunday of the regular season. And welcome to episode 63 of Defenders of the Bank. We are calling today's episode, Scarf, History at the Bank. No doubt. And you know what, Scarf? Yes, sir. I wanted to quickly recognize and celebrate something selfishly, if I may. Uh Uh-oh. Before we roll on with today's episode, we, meaning you you and I, officially have turned 10 months old as far as this show goes. We started episode one on December 5th, shortly after Thanksgiving and shortly after the MLS Cup final. One, a run, it's been my man. Here's to many more years of Defenders of the Bank, my friend. Cheers, let us clink our bottles. On today's episode, some of our off-the-cuff rants. But the normal segments that we will give you is this day in LAFC history. Yes. We will give you the match recap. Yes. And more stuff. What that stuff is, you shall see as this episode rolls Can't on. wait. Now, I would like to transition the mic over to our resident black and gold historian, the scarf, and he is going to give you this day in LAFC history.
1: What is good, everybody? As you might know, we do not play a game now until october 24th i believe is the correct date on it october 24th today is a beautiful october the 6th and yes we are recording here tonight october the 6th thank you mls for scheduling a day game so philly and i can record at a normal hour i appreciate that i have to teach as you guys all know at about seven thirty, eight 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. So I am very, very appreciative. Did you know that Colorado actually factors in on this day in LAFC history? Last year, October 6th, exactly one year ago today, LAFC officially clinched their first ever playoff berth in team history Ging-gis. with a win at Colorado, not at the bank, but at Colorado 3 nothing lafc became the fourth ever expansion side to make the playoffs and our man the myth the legend bob the builder has actually coached two of those four he coached chicago in 1998 and he coached them all the way to the mls cup final and of course he coached us into the playoffs last year it was a brace by adama diamante and a goal by Walker Zimmerman. And I have a feeling we are going to bring up Walker Zimmerman later in this podcast. It backed up Tyler Miller's 10th shutout of the season. And with that, Vela, Dio, and Rossi became the first trio to score 10 or more goals for a club in their inaugural season. But most of you will be listening to this podcast tomorrow tomorrow. October the 7th and after you listen to our podcast please head on over to the Instagram the Facebook the Twitter of Lee Wynn and wish Lee Win a very Happy birthday from Defenders of the Bank, Philly. Ooh, quick ooh, question. Ooh, sure. Where did Lee Wynn attend college?
0: Indiana University. Indiana or Indiana. Indiana. We're all for you. We will fight for the cream and crimson and the glory of all that you are you. Stop me or I'll keep going. Never daunted, you <laughs> will not falter. Alright, listen. In the we battle. only have, we only have like true. forty-five minutes. Indiana. Philly. Someone Indiana, out
1: there. Just mute it. indiana Just mute we're it. All for you. Just mute it and count to twelve. Banana. All right, now we're back. Excellent. So yes, IU. in case you didn't know, the Christian Philly Philemon attended the Indiana University <laughs> along with <laughs> who, 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 who's Lee Wynn, Chris Klein. Who else? Who else, Philly? Go ahead. Mason Toy. Mason. Oh, we don't want to really talk about him on this podcast anymore. Anybody else?
0: A lot of other people. The candy-striped
1: basketball pants of Indiana University. Staring
0: at Assembly Hall right here in Phil and Monster I, Studios. All,
1: all we're saying is that Lee Wynn went to Indiana. So very, 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 very happy birthday to Lee Wynn, who did get some run in today's game. And that is what we are going to end this day in LAFC Histron. Yes, there are uh, – Do no joke. Right now, I just got on my phone – an alert that said that Lee Wynn just tweeted something out, by the way. So clearly, Lee Wynn somehow has a camera in while we are recording this. He knows that we are talking about him. So yesterday, Colorado factoring into this day and history. Today, if you're likely listening to this story on October 7th, a very happy birthday to Lee Wynn, one of our integral members of the midfield. We've pretty much only had four. That was that tweet by Lee Wynn coming what? through on my phone right now. One of our main four midfielders throughout the season. So happy birthday to Lee Wynn, and that
0: is this day in LAFC history. And let's get into the recap. First off, Scarf. Yes, sir. I can't believe we just witnessed the final game of the 2019 season. Right. It really doesn't seem like it. We witnessed history, Scarf. Yes, sir. The 22,000 and the millions and And millions. millions witnessed a lot of history. We have seen what will forever remain One of the best teams in the history of this league plow through Major League Soccer like Homer Simpson in a donut shop. LAFC kills it. We have seen Carlos Vela have one of the greatest individual season performances ever. The greatest. We have seen the dynamic duo tandem of Carlos Vela and Diego Rossi combine for more goals than some of the teams in the league. Cincinnati. Not going to call out anybody, Scarf. I did. Not going to call out the Columbus crew. Cincinnati. Not going to call out the Vancouver Whitecaps. Cincinnati. Not going to call out Orlando City.
1: They might have scored fewer goals.
0: And certainly we're not going to call out. Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> Truly.
1: God, they they What terrible. a
0: historic year.
1: Cincinnati was so bad.
0: They were. Oh. Year number two, Scarf, in our young club's life. Yes, sir. And we already own a piece of hardware. Yes. We have an unbelievable atmosphere at the bank. We have unbelievable supporters. It's truly been a blessing. Regardless of how you feel about the last quarter of the season, ladies and gentlemen, I want you all to take a moment when you are not listening to this chucklehead speak to you right now on your speakers. That's Philly. (laughs) That's Philly. Reflect back right now. Close your mind. Close your ears. Close your eyes. Reflect right back. Don't close your ears because you're still listening to something. focus on the incredible run (laughs) that we have had yes sir many of you listeners have been supporters of this club before it became trendy for those of you that jumped on as it became trendy welcome and where the heck have you been who are you yeah it could have gone the same way that it did with cincinnati scarf but it didn't we were very fortunate For that, we should all give ourselves a big round of applause, a hug, and a tickle. Be proud of yourselves for sticking with this club. You want that tickle scarf. Be proud of... Yes, you do. Be proud... Yes, you do. Be proud of our 3252. (laughs) Be proud of our supporters. Be proud of our club's culture. Be proud of John Thorrington, LAFC, Larry Rich, Pat Al, our management, and more importantly, be proud of your team. We don't know the direction that things could have gone if we would have been FC Cincinnati, but who cares? There is no sense in dwelling on what wasn't and what isn't. We all have our baseball teams, our basketball teams, our football teams, our hockey teams, but ask yourselves this question. If the Lakers win the NBA title this season, which, you know, they have a good shot, or the Clippers, certainly not the Knicks. Certainly not. Would you be able to hold the NBA trophy? I would not. If the Dodgers win the World Series, would all of you out there be allowed to hold that trophy? Probably not. If the Rams win the Super Bowl, would any of you be allowed to hold the Vince Lombardi trophy?
1: Johnny Hecker will.
0: Yeah, Johnny Hecker will. If the Kings won the Stanley Cup, would any of you be allowed to hold it? I have. Probably not. But I have. But you have, Scarf. Twice. Many of you, including us, have held the Supporters' Shield. Yes, tonight, today. She got passed around like a, I don't know what. Hey, 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 you do not talk about her that way. For certain, we can't say that. We at LAFC have had the same connection with the club as any of you have had with any other teams in this town. Maybe some of you have, and bless you if you have. It's been very fortunate. Many of us have not. But we have such an incredible connection with the club and with this team. It truly is unprecedented. How many times have we gotten to meet the players? How many times have we all had the opportunity to get autographs and hang out with the players, maybe seeing them in free play it's just different in the MLS and more importantly it's different here at LAFC it's completely different than anything I have ever experienced in my life Scarf is this any different than anything you've experienced in your life brother all right so listen I'm
1: born and raised here in Los Angeles I love the Dodgers I love the Lakers we know I'm a Mets fan I know I know I know But I love the Dodgers. I am a born and raised Lakers fan. I was unfortunately raised without a football team. They left when I was 11 years old, 1994, I believe it was, where Oakland and St. Louis took our beloved Raiders and Rams. That being said, dude, we lined up at Christmas Tree Lane today to be able to hold the Supporters' Shield, which in any other league, at any other part of the world, wouldn't just be a really cool piece of hardware on your way to the MLS Cup. It would be the piece of hardware that your whole league looks forward to you collecting every single year. I believe I can speak for all LAFC fans out there. We all feel like at one point this team will give us the opportunity to hold the shield, to hoist the cup, to take a picture with a player or three like they had Latif, Blessing, Edward Atuesta, and Mark Anthony Kay last week. There are so many opportunities to become close to not only the players, but to the fabric of the existence of this club. That is what makes the Los Angeles Football Club, so incredibly endearing and such a huge piece of not just our football season, but of our entire year. Let's not forget this journey started in February of this year. And here we are ready to approach MLS Cup playoffs in just two weeks on the 24th. And we all should feel like, we are a part of this journey.
0: Absolutely. And that concludes another of our random rants. Perhaps there will be more as the podcast progresses, but let's get into the match, Scarf. Yeah,
1: Philly, I just want to throw something out there before we get into our match recap, if you don't mind. Look, Never do. most of these players are going to be playing another game in Major League Soccer, but... Today was a historic day in MLS because four players are going to be hanging it up at the end of this season. Now Michael Parkhurst is still playing with Atlanta right now. He could make a deep run, could still be playing. Nick Ramondo, the MLS all-time leader in wins, shutouts, saves and appearances, the 40-year-old 5-foot-9 little bit pudgy goalkeeper For Real Salt Lake. (laughs) They're going to the playoffs. They're going to play another game. But there are two players that I want to make sure we mention who today was their last game in major league soccer and in their professional career, the first of which was DeMarcus Beasley. And DeMarcus Beasley, he had the privilege of playing alongside Christian Ramirez for these last couple of weeks for the Houston Dynamo. And I got to tell you, DeMarcus was the first player that I noticed as a men's national team player who had something special. Did he have the best touch? No. Could he win every ball in the air? No. But he had an element of speed that every single team had to account for when he was wearing the red, white, and blue. He hangs it up today after a decade and a half, not just in major league soccer, but playing around the world. My biggest congratulations and kudos to DeMarcus Beasley on an incredible career. But Philly, as we talk about the game recap, one of the players that has to be not just looked up to, but revered in U.S. men's national team history, in MLS history, but also in English Premier League history.
0: Now, I had a bunch of stats that I wanted to go over for Mr. Timmy, the legend, Howard. Yes, sir. And there was things I wanted to say prior, but you know what? We could talk about it right now, Scarf. Yes. Tim Howard gets his start in goal with the Colorado Rapids, and this was his final, but 100th game that he played with the Colorado Rapids. Ladies and gentlemen, do yourselves a favor. I'd like you to YouTube his goal that he scored while playing with Everton.
1: He was only the fourth... English Premier League goalie in history to score a goal in an English Premier League game. Everton goal scorer, Tim Howard.
0: You don't believe us? Ask any fan of the Bolton Wanderers. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they remember it vividly. January 4th, 2012, like we said against Bolton, from 100 yards away, Tim Howard scored. Scarf already mentioned that he was the fourth keeper in Premier League history. Keep in mind, though, that we're not talking about 100 years worth of stats. The Premier League is young. It was only given birth in 92. Regardless, it was a phenomenal stat. He is retiring as the most capped and the greatest keeper in the United States. Sorry, Tony Miola. Sorry, Casey Keller. You do not hold a candle to Tim Howard. Carlos Vela? Well... That's a different story, Scarfy. Totally and also a different position, also a different national club. Scarf, don't. Screw you me said up. candle. Ah, uh, yes, fine, fair enough. Before we talk about the rest of the lineup, I still want to highlight. Tim Howard really, really quickly. We are very fortunate to have gotten to see him and what was obviously his final appearance. This is the guy who started his professional career in 1997 for the New Jersey Imperials. Have you ever heard of him? No, neither have I. Who cares? Fast forward, 1998 to 2003, he played for the Metro Stars. You ever hear of them? Maybe you haven't. They're the New Jersey Energy Drinks. 88 caps. He was loaned to Manchester United. 2003 to 2007, he played 45 games. Phenomenal statistic. Regardless, not too bad for a kid from New Jersey, but where he really earned his bread and his butter was with. Everton. He was loaned out in the 2006-2007 season, 25 caps, but between 2007 and 2016, 329 games. Ask any Everton supporter, and chances are that in the 100-year history of this club, Tim Howard will most likely be remembered as one of the top five keepers of all time. In fact, in August 12th, 2012 that is, the Americans set a new record for consecutive Premier League appearances for one club with 184 games in a row. The record for your Premier League and Everton, come to think of it, many of you, if you are Everton supporters, you probably know who this is. But if you do not know, Neville Southall is actually the most capped keeper for Everton with 751 appearances. This guy, his heyday, was actually one of the best keepers in the world. But still, we're not talking about him. Tim Howard is one of the top keepers in Everton. 2016, he came over to the Colorado Rapids. He has played, as of today, 100 games with the Rapids. And Scarf, him initiating his career in 2002 to 2017, 120 one caps and he has the honor, privilege and distinction of representing the United States as a runner up in the 2009 FIFA Confederations Cup. He was a winner in 2007, the CONCACAF Gold Cup. He was a winner in the 2017 CONCACAF Gold Cup and he was a runner up in the 2011 CONCACAF Gold Cup. That is quite the career for a kid from New Jersey especially one with Tourette's scarf. We haven't even touched upon that side yet. Why don't you elaborate on that part of Tim Howard brother? It is such
1: a remarkable thing that Tim Howard not only has been able to play professional soccer, but played at the highest level in the world. Not only has he been able to represent his country, but do so as probably at one point, the top keeper The world, and if you don't believe me, by the way, please Google his 15 saves in the World Cup against Belgium. To do so while having Tourette's is already a difficult thing, but to do so while having Tourette's and to have to play a position that calls out defensive placement that is literally in charge of everything in front of you from minute one until the final whistle of the game. What an incredible career. I just hope that there have been kids with Tourette's or similar type of issues growing up that look at somebody like Tim Howard and go, not only can I do it because Tim Howard did it, but I can excel at the very highest level of whatever it is that I want to do, whether it's soccer, whether it's drama, whether it's underwater basket weaving, it should not matter. Tim Howard serves and has served as an inspiration for so many young kids. The only thing that kind of bummed me out about tonight, and we will talk about this in the game recap as we get set to kick off our rosters and talk about the game is the fact that Colorado and their coach did not sub Timmy Howard out in the eighty fifth or eighty eighth or ninetieth minute so that all twenty two thousand fans at the bank and the millions and, and millions. millions of tim howard fans of u s men's national team fans and of English Premier League fans and fans of incredible soccer worldwide could stand up and give him the ovation that he so fittingly deserved in his final match tonight. Tim Howard, not only do we at Defenders of the Bank look up to you, but we are in awe of the career that you had. And with that, Philly, let's get in to the lineups for this game, the final game of the regular season where potentially we could have so much history
0: going on. Who lined it up for LAFC? It should not come as a surprise to anybody out there. Considering the fact that we do have the ability to rest our players in the two and a half weeks that we have between today and the playoffs. In goal, in our four three three formation, we have Tyler Miller. Tristan Blackman, who obviously deserves the start. Walker Zimmerman, Eddie Segura, Jordan Harvey, Latif Blessing, Mark Anthony Kay, Edward Atuesta, Diego Rossi, Carlos Vela, the MV freaking P, and Brian Rodriguez. On our bench, we have Deion Djokovic, we have Steven Shore, Diego Palacios, Mohammed el Lee Nguyen. Name that Perez scarf. Adrian, the only healthy Perez in our lineup. And Pablo Cisniega. It really, really shouldn't come as a surprise to many of you that this is the case. Look, there are a lot of factors that came into the game. We came in as the best in the West, and the best in MLS. We feast on the East, and we pass the West. 20 wins, 4 losses, 9 ties. Goal differential of 46. Home record of 12-1-3. The bank is as tight as Fort Knox. The match versus the Minnesota Looney Tunes is excluded. Away record, 8-3-6. Not bad for the second season of a team. One of those losses, though, on the road came to the hands of the same club that we welcome into the bank today, the Colorado Rapids. Now, the West has been really, really close, Scarf Coming into this weekend, the only teams that are technically eliminated from the postseason are the Houston Dynamo, the Vancouver Whitecaps, and the club that actually finished first place in the West last season, Sporting Kansas City. Dogfight to Decision Day, and what a wacky day it was. Colorado, along with the fighting Matias Almedas San Jose in case you're not paying attention, they were fighting. You saw at the bank last time the Smurfs were in town. Scarf that Matias and the Smurfs had a little bit of piss and vinegar left in the old tank. On the backs of FC Dallas and for that final playoff spot, a win at the bank and a loss for FC Dallas, Colorado was in. In the event of a tie, the Rapids would still be able to surpass and usurp FC Dallas going to channel my inner Bruno scarf. When I say ish, don't think so. Ninth place, 12, 15 and six with a minus three goal differential and a three, nine and four record on the road. Yeah. But Philly, can we talk about one thing? These guys yeah. in their first nine games this season, won
1: exactly zero of them. We are talking about seven losses and two draws to begin their season. They were dead and buried One quarter of the way through the season, nine games out of 34, they had exactly two points. But here they are coming into decision day. If they win and the cards fall right, not that they would beat LAFC, but if they win and the cards would have fallen right, they could have made the playoffs. Are you kidding me? What an incredible turnaround. And Philly, as we get into the lineup real quick, if you don't mind, for... Colorado Rapids, it really centers around two people. Obviously, Tim Howard playing in his final game.
0: Never heard of We him.
1: talked a lot about him already. But on the back line, and a player that would make an incredible impact over the first 15 minutes of the game, Lalas Abubakar was a player that was picked up in a deal earlier in the season, and Colorado is going to do whatever they can to keep him on the roster we are talking about a team that had lost just once in their last 11 games, and that coincided quite a bit with bringing on Lawless Abubakar. You're talking about goalie Tim Howard on defense, Tommy Smith, Samuel Vines, Keegan Rosenberry, who played with Philadelphia last season, and Lawless Abubakar, Diego Rubio, Jack Prince, Kellen Acosta, formerly of the U.S. Men's National Team, Sam Nicholson, Andre Shinyashiki. And one of the best goal scorers in Major League Soccer, Kai Kamara. And we are going to talk a little bit about him as we get going in the match. But Philly, there was just a different energy at Bank of California Stadium to start that game. We all knew Carlos Vela sitting on 31 goals for the season. LAFC sitting on 69 giggity, points huh. for the season. There was so much history in front of us. This was one of the biggest games ever played at Bank of California Stadium strictly because of what it meant, not just for this season, but for this team's place in history, the energy, the electricity, the vibe was palpable, and you could almost cut it with a knife. What an incredible day to be at Bank of California Stadium in Philly. We are rolling,
0: ready to go as it kicked off. We had a fair amount on the line, Scarf. The record for the most points in a single season. We set it. We broke the New Jersey Energy Drinks' record. 72 points as a result of today's victory. We accomplished that
1: yeah Philly three minutes into the game Carlitos receives a great pass he was a little offside after he gave that ball up a great run in the box it was cleared away nothing really came of that but you felt like every single person at the bank every time Carlitos touched that ball early in the game they were ready for history to be made Five minutes in, Lalas Abubakar, we talked about him in a little bit, he's pretty much holding Carlos Vela in the box. Carlos looks around and goes, hey, do you not see this guy holding? And the referee just kind of looks at him and goes, you two need to figure that out. That's a marital spat that you guys oh. need to, to figure out what's going on. In the eighth minute, though, I really feel like the first real scoring chance came off the foot of Walker Zimmerman. It's a beautiful His pass. second great pass in as many minutes right to the foot. Of Diego Rossi, it was blocked in front and Philly.
0: It was the easiest it, block in Tim, Howard, Tim Howard's career. Sitting
1: there on his bum, is able to watch the ball just roll to him. Had that ball had any angle or not been blocked as well as it was, that was a surefire goal for Diego Rossi. That being said, that one's not on Diego. It was a great attempt, a great pass from Walker Zimmerman. Ball blocked out in front, and another ball right away in the tenth minute blocked onto the front for a short corner by Tristan Blackman. And I mentioned the 10th minute because that's when you and I got the alert on our phones, Philly, that Zlatan Ibrahimović had scored for your Carson Galaxy, for those of you that are Galaxy fans listening to our podcast. First of all, what are you doing listening to our podcast? But that being said, all of a sudden, 31 goals for Vela, 30 goals for Zlatan. We got a little tight at Bank of California Stadium. Everybody was talking about it, and it wasn't until the 13th minute, though, Philly, where Tyler Miller was tested for the first time.
0: So yeah, within the 13th minute, it was really the first time that Tyler Miller did get tested. It wasn't really an attempt that would have made any of our jaws drop, but he happened to be there in the right place at the right time, and as far as that ball is concerned, he pushed it up. Rossi acted as the aggressor within that 13th minute, shortly after the Tyler Miller save Pushed it up to Brian Rayito Rodriguez. It was taken away. Miller, you know, had that great save. Not that great save, but Philly, you and I turned to each other
1: and were screaming at the pitch in the 15th minute when Jordan Harvey got
0: possession. In the 15th minute, Jordan Harvey, with a wide-open opportunity that he totally biffed, he received the ball. All of us that were watching it, he he couldn't have received a much better pass. He couldn't have had a much better opportunity. He biffed it. However, there was a deflection. It landed in front of Carlos Vela. He had the rebound. He shot it. It was wide. But again, you come across a situation. You figure a defender would never have that wide open of an opportunity. Why do we have such an unselfish group of players? Some clubs have the exact opposite. And you know what? We don't necessarily want that. But if we have a player that's wide open, stop being unselfish. Take the shot. We mentioned it on episode 62. Wayne Gretzky said it. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Jordan Harvey, that was your goal, my friend. But unfortunately, it wasn't meant to to be scarf
1: and Philly you are absolutely right you're talking about a guy with over 300 appearances in major league soccer how many times do you get the ball that open with that much space in the box if you are a defender especially Jordan Harvey dude uh, take the shot but that being said look we got the ball back everything was great not a whole lot to talk about until the 20th minute with that shot by Latif Blessing where he pulls it just over the corner of the crossbar but at least at least he is shooting also we we pretty much controlled possession by the way for most Of the first 20, 25 minutes. I don't
0: even recall Colorado having the ball, quite honestly.
1: Honestly, you talked about it already with that first and only good play into the box for Colorado within our first 15 minutes. In the 24th, a cross just wide for Walker Zimmerman. I loved them bringing him up into the box. That was fantastic. In the 27th, I really felt... Latif was a little too unselfish. He was looking for Carlos Vela. I couldn't fault him because you know that going into that twenty seventh, twenty eighth minute, everybody wanted to get Carlitos that first goal. But it felt like just perhaps they were forcing it just a little bit. But one minute later, Philly, it was Mark Anthony K to Latif blessing. Two Carlitos from outside the box switched it over to the left foot, handcrafted by God, our Savior himself. And just like that, Philly, the bank went
0: ape. It was the first shoey of the day. For you and I, Oof. and one thing that I've learned from you today, Scarf, yes, is that I will never ever bet on you to win a shooey drinking contest.
1: Hold on, it's not about speed, it's just about form. I have fantastic form, however, dude, okay, no joke, everybody out there, I look, am I'm, I'm fine with having a beer or two or three every now and then, I have not met very many people that can put away a single solitary beer as quickly as the man sitting to my left, Christian Philly Philemon, I mean, I'm talking like I was halfway done and he is staring at me with contempt about how I am not all the way finished. That was impressive, sir.
0: And it was only the first of three. We'll talk about those three. I sound like the Tootsie Roll commercial. (laughs) Three. Three. One, two, three. How many links does it take to get to the center of a Tucci Pop? 32
1: to get the record, actually.
0: Indeed, and Carlos Vela, what an unbelievable shot outside of the box. He scores a goal past Tim Howard. We know it's your final game of your career, brother. Sorry, Timmy. But we don't really care. Neither does our club. Carlos Vela gets the record. It really was a beautiful thing. I hugged people that I didn't know. We were screaming at the top of our lungs. You and I finally did a shoeie together. Two years. I probably have had two shoeies with you. And Lord knows, I wish for many, many more. But yes, just sir. like that, LAFC won. The fighting, terrifying Tim Howard's nothing.
1: Okay, so I know that Nina knows this. I know that Panda knows this. I know that you know this. But going into every single soccer match that I watch, whether it's in person, on television, playing FIFA, whatever it might be, there is one thing that I want to see every single time that I go to a match. Just one thing that I hope for, that I pray for, that I long for, that I want so much in this world. That one thing is a bicycle kick.
0: Bicycle bicycle i want to ride my bicycle
1: i have to tell you i know the Sorry. replay showed it was a little bit more of a scissor kick than a bicycle kick but can we just it talk about when mvps have to show up in mvp moments play like mvps and do mvp things and then that happens that's not an mvp goal that's a dun-na-nun, dun-na-nun, sports, sports center goal. Number one on ESPN's top 10 with boxing his man out in the box. Got a first touch on it, settled it, turned the scissor kick. And thank you, Tim Howard. One of, if not the best goal in major league soccer this season puts him at 33 goals. We Lost our mind. Is that Philly the prettiest goal ever scored by a player wearing the black and gold? What an incredible goal. 33 and the bank is going
0: ape. Again. You might have heard of a player called Zlatan Ibrahimovic. But as far as the beauty of goals are concerned, I have never heard of a player called Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Score a goal as nicely as our boy, number 10, Carlos Vela, the MVP of Major League Soccer. That goal was unbelievable. It was breathtaking. We haven't watched ESPN today. If you do not incorporate that goal in your Sports Center top 10, I question the validity of your statisticians and the people that pay attention to the world of sports. It truly was an unbelievable goal. Timmy, terrifying Howard, did not have a shot at that. Carlos Vela, like a bat out of hell or a raging Cajun out of Cancun. There aren't any raging Cajuns in Cancun. But. What an unbelievable goal. And he broke a record that he set five or six, seven minutes prior to that. Unbelievable. So let's talk about the
1: 40th minute, though, Philly. We did have a soft goal allowed there. It was Rubio to Kamara. They snuck it past Tyler Miller on the left side. It looked like he had that post covered up, but unfortunately, we go to halftime two to one. Philly. It felt like we were playing downhill, even though we let that late goal happen. You know what? It's one of those things that I felt like, all right, we gave up the goal. Let's see what happens. Let's see if we can get to four goals on the season. I was really hoping it'd be a four-goal differential so that we could get to 50, but more on that in just a second. 45th minute, Edward Atuesta comes out shooting, and here we are after halftime already putting the pressure on And just five minutes later, Philly, we thought we had already seen history with number 32. We thought we had already seen history with number 33, but Carlitos didn't just put the exclamation point on it. He put the nail in the coffin for both this game and Zlatan's chances at catching the all-time single season goal scoring leader at 30 four goals, Carlitos Vela, the MVP, having the greatest season in the history of Major League Soccer and Philly. Who was that man with his second assist of the game?
0: In order for Carlos to have scored the goals that he had, he couldn't do it by himself. He obviously could have, but Tristan Blackman, what a year he's had. And I'll tell you this, I'll not forget his performance in the preseason matchup against Vissel Kobe. He played such a fantastic game. Last season, we can't say that we thought a lot about Tristan Blackman. This year, he really emerged as the premier defender, along with Eddie Segura. Oh, my God. He had two assists in this game. Carlos Vela may have had a hat trick, but Tristan Blackman contributed to two of those goals and you know what? Hats off to Tristan. This man really deserves a starting position within our back line.
1: Yeah, you know what? We'll see what happens next season because obviously we've talked about it. Jordan Harvey, a little bit older. Steven Bateshore, a little bit older. And we've got Mohamed el Diego Palacios, and Tristan Blackman kind of pushing for their playing time. But I've got to say, if you haven't had a chance to watch the highlight, an extremely pretty ball off of the right foot of Tristan Blackman as he made the run a right-footed pass into the box where it found Carlos perfectly with that pass and he was able to just touch that ball into the back of the net congratulations to Carlos Vela for setting the record there weren't really that many other highlights throughout the entire rest of the match but Philly we had Raito come out in, what was it, the 63rd minute, I believe. And then after that, unfortunately, in the 66th minute, we had an all-hands-on-deck moment Ooh. as Walker Zimmerman takes a head-to-head knock. And from the look of it, I watched the replay. I personally did not feel like anybody <coughs> was at fault in that. Two players going after it. Now, luckily, what we just found out about a half hour ago Walker Zimmerman tweeting out, thank you so much for your thoughts and prayers. I feel fine. That's easy to say, but he left the match holding a bandage over his head. We will wait until the morning until they talk about the amount of stitches or the injury that Walker Zimmerman took on that knock. What I will say, Philly, is that after this win today, we don't play again until the 24th. So we're talking about 18 days that we've got some time off. Hopefully Walker can heal in those 18 days. And Philly, there really wasn't that much more to talk about throughout the end of the match.
0: No, there was a save made by Tyler Miller in the 90th plus fourth minutes. But truthfully, Colorado ran out of gas. FC Dallas was way up, I'm sure. The Rapids knew what the deal was. They just did not have that extra oomph as far as the rest of this game was concerned. And let's not kid ourselves. Yes, Colorado did start off the season very, very poorly. In fact, it took them about 12 games in order to them to collect a win. And I came across a stat within the MLS app that I have on my phone. I don't know why anybody would... Look up this kind of statistic. I'm glad I didn't waste my time looking it up. I'm glad I was able to read it because Lord knows I like to live my life. But in the last 22 games, Colorado was actually one of the the third best team in the MLS. 22 games, the last one, Colorado finished with a 12-6-4 record. 40 points. That's only three points Shy of NYCFC and five points shy of us. They have gone through a numerous amount of managerial changes. Connor Casey was one of the individuals who took over a quarter of the way into the season. They had another gaffer that came into the mix. He played a hundred plus games for the LA Galaxy. In fact, he even managed Chivas USA. Yes, that man, Robin Frazier, he turned the team around, but it wasn't enough to finish off the regular season. Again, hats off to Colorado. They really did make an impressive effort towards the end of the season, but it was to no avail. LAFC wins this game three to one and let's go in to the final stat line scarf.
1: Yeah, Philly. This was one that we really felt like we dominated as we were watching the game and clearly... If you're talking about shots, we're talking 15-10 LAFC. Yeah, this was a game that we really felt like we dominated. We're talking about shots. We outshot them 15-10, but shots on goal, 5-5. to So that was even there. I didn't really feel like Tyler Miller was tested all that much. And unfortunately, the one time that I felt like we needed him to make a save, he did not. That soft goal that was given up to Kai Kamara. Yellow cards, LAFC gained three of those to just... One for the Colorado Rapids, offsides 5-1, corner kicks even at eight, saves four for LAFC, two for Colorado, and possession, which I really felt like it was more, but it was 64-36, possession for LAFC, and honestly, what I was most happy about as we were talking about this game, the next three games that LAFC plays this season, assuming That we win our first playoff game and then our second playoff game, and we play in our third playoff game. All three games are going to be played at Bank of California Stadium in Philly. When we played Houston Dynamo here at the bank not too long ago, what was the final score of that game? A lot to a little. Three to one. You are correct. What was the final score of today's game? A lot to a little. Also, three to one. You are correct. We are talking about a team who has played 17 games at Bank of California Stadium, lost just one over the course of the entire season. We have gotten back on track at home, a 6-2 aggregate in our last two games against pretty solid opponents. I cannot wait because first and foremost, let's take a look at the table and the 4-5 matchup, because that is who we get. We get the winner of Minnesota and your Carson Galaxy. But here's the big twist. At one point during MLS's live standings, Carson was the second place team hosting every game that they would play until they met us. But unfortunately, a 4-2 loss At the hands of the Houston Dynamo behind a brace from Christian Ramirez. Thank you, sir. Means that they now finish fifth and they don't even get a single home game. They have to travel all the way to beautiful Allianz Field in Minnesota where they are going to take on the Wonderwall. That is going to be a lot of fun. But Philly, more importantly, let's talk about some of the records that we got to watch fall today out at Bank of California Stadium.
0: So, one of the records of note was the club that ended with the greatest number of points in Major League Soccer history. And prior to today, that record, that distinction, belonged to the New Jersey Energy Drinks at 71 points. However, our win today against the terrifying Tim Howards solidified our hold Of that goal record, we had 72 points coming out of this matchup. We set the record for the team with the most points in Major League Soccer history. Unbelievable. Carlos Vela's goal, the very first goal, Of the game was another record that was shattered. He broke Joseph Martinez's record last season for being the man with the most goals in a single season. But not only did he break it, he shattered it because Carlitos had a hat trick today. Unbelievable. I was successful in having Scarf drink out of his shoe three times. Thank you. Do not ever bet On him to win a beer chugging contest out of a shoe. Do not. That is Philly giving you good tips as far as betting on drinking contests.
1: And Philly, the third goal, tying the record for the 1998 Galaxy 85 goals. Not able to beat it, but we did tie it. Hey, I will take the tie. And of course, like we have talked about, the most goals between two teammates in MLS history, the most points for a team in its first two seasons, goal differential in as MLS well. history, and a goal differential of a video game absurd plus forty eight on the season, adding two more to that total today over the course of thirty four games. History made at Bank of California Stadium. And we are looking forward now to our bye week. Everybody gets a little bit healthier, especially Walker Zimmerman. Philly, you and I get to sit back and watch some incredible soccer. We've got Toronto, Laurent Simon, playing against Wayne Rooney in what could be his final game in Major we'll League Soccer. Be. You've got your New Jersey Energy Drinks taking on the free-falling Philadelphia Union at you number three. Mine. You've got Atlanta United looking to make a run back. To MLS cup final against the new England revolution playing in the house that Tom Brady built potentially in one of their games. Actually, they're the seven seed, so they don't get to play in the house that Tom Brady built. That is the East. I am so looking forward to the West. We're talking about a couple of great games. The first Portland who had their world as their oyster with, I don't know, 11 or 12 of their last 14 games at home. Absolutely wetting the bed and finishing in sixth place. They've got to go to sandy, beautiful Utah to ah. play Real Salt Lake. You've got the Seattle Sounders hosting six goal scoring FC Dallas, and we've already talked about the Wonder Wall taking on the Fighting Zlatan Ibrahimovic's. It is going to be such a fun first week of playoff soccer, but. Your former team, NYCFC, and yours and my current team for life, LAFC, don't have anything to worry about. This first week, we get to watch it all unfold.
0: You're right, but when we come back to the bank two and a half weeks from today, we have a revenge match one way or another, and I would be lying if I told you today that I didn't care who we play. As much as I would love to get some revenge on the Minnesota Looney Tunes for beating us at the bank, I really, really want to walk into the fire. I want the L.A. fallacy. Not the Carson Galaxy, the L.A. fallacy. Then, and only then, would we really feel, and that pretty much goes for all of you, would we really feel that we are worthy of the MLS Cup. Zlatan and the fallacy have owned us. We fought back. We've owned them for minutes. But in the grand scheme of things, we haven't beat them. I want our club to hand Zlatan his walking papers as he walks out of the MLS with a one way ticket. A win in the playoffs versus the fallacy and all the other previous matchups don't matter. We win. They cannot hold it over our heads. Forget the Zlatan goal. Forget the losses. We beat them when it matters most. On our way to the top and on our way to our first ever star that Rachel and Malachi at LAFC HQ will stitch on our jerseys. We are on that verge. All will be forgotten should that be the case. That's what I want. That's what we all should want. We need to end this drought, and this is what we want for our boys. Minnesota United, it would be great to get our revenge for that against them, but we need to finally beat the L.A. Fallacy Scarf.
1: Yeah, look, you and I are both in agreement. I want to go through Carson, and they're going to have to come to the bank, by the way. But when I say that, I mean I want to beat them because, Philly, if you want to be the man you got to beat the man. man. I think the one thing that is without a doubt is that Zlatan has been the man when he has played against LAFC. But I love the second half against Carson. The last time we played them, we shut him out. It was, I believe, 3-1 at halftime. We came back, tied it up at three to take a point home. And I think we've figured some stuff out. Our next game will be October 24th, 7.30 p.m. If I believe we have got the schedule correct, we cannot wait. We're hoping that Walker Zimmerman is healthy. And in fact, by picking up that knock, I think he might no longer now be representing the U.S. men's national team on that one-week break. I know we might be losing players like Edward Atuesta, Mark Anthony Kay, and a couple of others on our (laughs) roster. But you know what? I'm not worried about the international break. I'm not worried about anything other than October 24th, or I'm a little worried about Philly coughing to the left of me right now. But I think he's going to live. Everybody, look, when it comes to October 24th. That is now the most important game in LAFC history. Yes, we had a game at the bank last year that we lost in the playoffs, but that was then, this is now, this is a different, this is a special, this is a historic team that we have in front of us. 72 points, 85 goals, a league leading 18 wins for Tyler Miller in goal. You name it, we have done it. Let's take it all the way to MLS Cup Final. We're starting our journey on the 24th. I cannot wait.
0: Scarf mentioned something that I will agree with. Walker Zimmerman taking the knock to the noodle today may keep him out of international duty. We've got a bunch of players that are going to go away on national duty. Walker Zimmerman was one of them. Mark Anthony Kay will be another individual representing Team Canada. Props to them. Brian Raito Rodriguez, Uruguay. Diego Palacios, Ecuador. Peter Lee Vassell, Jamaica. Fito Zelaya, where the hell has he been? I would really love to get the inside scoop as to where he has been. I get it, the Las Vegas Lights. But where the in street. the world is not Carmen San Diego, Rodolfo Zelaya? I'd really like to know. But we do have players going away on international duty. We. The timing is ill. It's great to represent your national club, but this far into the season, I would hate to see any of our boys take an injury in any of these international games. I know it is a very distinct honor. But Walker Zimmerman taking the knock today, hopefully that keeps him out. One thing that I can say is that him and Mark Anthony Kay could potentially have seen each other in a matchup. The U.S. men's national team is going to play Team Canada on the 15th. Up in Toronto, I don't want to see Walker Zimmerman buttheads with Mark Anthony Kay. I don't want to see any of our players get hurt. Yeah, we have two and a half weeks off, but we have a couple of players, three of them that are starters, that are going to be away. And that kind of concerns me. Yeah. You know what? I just want
1: to watch Alfonso Davies do something great for the first time for team Canada. I love watching our U S men's national team play. And I am totally fine by the way, with Walker Zimmerman, not playing in that, that means one of our integral pieces gets a little bit of rest. Look, we had wanted to talk about things like the expansion draft and what happens after the season, but we are going to save that until we hoist the cup. And we have our recap episode after that Philly, it has been a night of celebration history made at Bank of California Stadium, the greatest team in the history. And actually, I believe that history starts since 96, if I remember correctly. The greatest team in the history of Major League Soccer, the black and gold, LAFC, two seasons in. You like to say it, we are setting trends and breaking records, my friend. And I cannot wait until we hoist The MLS Cup in just a couple of weeks. That about, Philly, I don't know how you feel, but that about ends our episode here on 63. We're going to have a couple of pretty cool interview episodes coming out over the course of the 18 or so days that we are off. But a big thank you to everybody out there, especially there is one, Philly, that we want to mention Our boy Franco, who takes such good care of us in Founders Club, he let us go down to the Directors Club today, handed us a beer, and on top of the beer at the Directors Club was the logo and the name of Defenders of the Bank. It was magic. It was something out of Narnia. It was something out of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. All of a sudden, our logo and our podcast name was on top of a beer, that was, that was pretty cool, Philly, and what a day it was.
0: The only thing I would have needed was Mr. Tundus handing me the beer and letting me have a shot of it out of my shoe. It truly was a magical day. Again, say what you want about this club. Say what you want about the season if you truly are a supporter of this club. Once again, regardless, we haven't won the MLS Cup yet, but please take a moment to reflect back on the year that we have had We really could have been FC Cincinnati, but we weren't. We are the Los Angeles Football Club. The best in the West and the best in the MLS. It was an unbelievable year. We really saw history. And it hasn't hit me. I mean, it hasn't. It probably hasn't hit any of you either. Scarf just hit me. I did. But that's besides the point. I did. We witnessed history. It is really a great time to be a fan of this league because we saw a lot of unbelievable things. We saw the single season scoring record get shattered. We saw Chris Wondolowski. Usurp Landon Donovan is the all-time leading scorer in Major League Soccer history. We saw the Los Angeles Football Club usurp the New Jersey energy drinks as far as having the most points in a regular season. And we tied the 98 LA fallacy as far as having the most goals in a season. It's been an unbelievable ride. Wow. Pinch yourselves. We live through that, ladies and gentlemen, and it's only been year two. The best is yet to come. Hashtag Frank Sinatra.
1: Listen, right now, you usually have to give two weeks notice. I'm Call- not quitting
0: my job yet. I can't afford to. So. No, no, no,
1: not that. No. Call your employer. Tell them, unfortunately, on the 24th, I am going to be sick. I need to be out for that Thursday. And just in case, take the day off on Friday because you'll be celebrating deep into Thursday night as we take down either Carson or Minnesota. I want Carson. I can't wait. But listen, talk to your employers right now. Everybody out there, whether you're a truck driver, whether you're a nurse, whether you're a dental assistant, whether you work construction or you're a teacher or a gigolo or you work in finance me, that's, that's also a gigolo, right? Oh. Either way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. All you need to do is ask for the day off. You've already got two weeks' notice. You've got a couple extra days until it becomes two weeks' notice. We want to see every one of our defenders of the bank there on the 24th watching our team win our first-ever playoff game, moving in to the conference finals just two wins away after that from hoisting our second—by the way, that supporter shield is a little heavy— hoisting our second-ever trophy silverware hardware Whatever you want to call it, everybody, we can't wait. This is just the beginning of the incredible journey that is MLS Cup playoffs. Let's bring the whole thing home. We already have the shield. We have the momentum. We have the records. Now let's go get the cup, everybody. And you guys know how we like to end all of our episodes. Bye-bye.